0: Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake
1: Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone, broadcasting live from Diamond Airport Parking right off of I-80 on Redwood Road. We still have some jazz gear for you. Uh, if you want to drop by and say hello, we're right out here. I was about to say right in the in the parking lot, but it's really you know.
2: We're not in the parking. It's well, all
1: a parking lot.
2: Yeah, we are kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know if that would be very helpful. Uh, but uh, if you hear a truck backing up, if you hear Jake say, Ah! You'll know we got taken out.
1: We got uh, backed over. But Diamond Airport parking, of course, uh, upgrade your parking experience. When you go to the airport, it takes stress out of everything. It's great. I think if, our,
2: if any of our listeners out there haven't been here, if you came out here and looked at the facility here, you would. there would be no question in your mind this is where you want to park. Well, certainly if you're parking at the, uh, at the airport itself, then you need yeah. to be thinking twice because this yes. is a far better experience and the prices
1: are, are terrific.
2: And there's no stopping at 15 stops along the way. Ugh it it takes the
1: hassle out of it for sure. All right, wanna remind you about our friends at Homie? Did you know that Homie assigns a whole team of realtors and specialists to sell your home for a flat 1500 bucks? That means thousands of dollars in hypothetical realtor commissions back into your po- uh, pocket. That's innovative, that's fair, that's a company who's got your back. That's Homie. We're going to talk to uh, Christian Cox coming up here momentarily, the former Ute. He's going to join us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with the new line of service. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Gordon, you were at the Ute game on Saturday. There? We'll talk to uh, Christian, obviously, about uh, their performance. and It was far from perfect, but um, they I thought they showed well, Gordon. But actually, I, I'm trying to frame this properly, but... Having somewhere to go, having some improvement uh, is is
2: actually, I think, a positive at this point during the season. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, look, the Utes gave up 202 passing yards in the first half. Not ideal. Kyle Whittingham, Kyle Whittingham said after the game, that talking, speaking uh, to his offense, he said, "Good, not great," and he got balance hundred 109, has what 193 yards rushing and 214 or so passing. And he, he does like those balanced numbers in spite of what you always say about how they should be 70% run. They should be. and But in that game, I don't think so, Jake, because they were loading the box up, man. They were forcing the Utes to throw. Yeah. And that's going to happen a lot, so get used to it this year. Joining us
1: now, the former Ute himself, our good friend Christian Cox. Hi, Christian. How are you?
3: Doing good. How are you, my friend?
1: Hey, could not be better. Uh, hanging out outside, it's a, it's an absolute gorgeous day. But Christian, uh, oh. what did, what were kind of your major takeaways from that game against Northern Illinois for the Utes?
3: Uh, you know, you look back on games. Last year's game, I watched the whole thing. You know, Utah barely squeaked out a, a road win because of Chase Hansen's big kicks, uh, six to end the game. Uh, you don't want to give these guys excuses it, they look like they were zombying around that first half just like everyone's talked about and whether it was the eleven am start or overlooking their opponents, um I thought I thought Utah kind of dragged their feet and um, it, again I, I hate using parallels because some people don't really follow the old days but there was a game we played against Weaver State in two thousand and eight that we came out in the first half I think we were only up like twenty one to seven or 21 to 10, this is when Coach McBride was up there at Weaver, and I remember Gary Anderson just lit into everyone, I and mean, everyone came out in the second half and put together a, a decent game. But you just can't let these inferior opponents just hang around. And uh, it seems like Utah historically has struggled with, you know, dual-threat quarterbacks, and this, this QB from Northern Illinois is not necessarily was his game plan to be running, but that first half, you know, the the, the pass lane's, the way the D tackles were coming down, they just were opening up that middle section. He was able just to cut them and got them easily. And it's kind of similar to what Zach Wilson was able to do years past. You look at, you know, Andy Dalton was, it was always a threat. And so was Taysom Hill. So Utah struggled with, you know, some running quarterbacks that could run, but that kid was throwing some good balls in the first half. And second half was pretty boring. It was a pretty snoozing game, but you got the same production that you would expect out of Zach Moss and I'm sure Kyle is laying into these guys as they prepare for Idaho State, and they're going to get another, you know, opponent that may be a snoozer. But they need to improve in practice and show up on game day and win, you know, forty-five to zero or sixty to zero to to kind of show that they're making the, the next steps.
2: What did you make of the back end of Utah's defense, uh, Christian? Is this a problem area, or was that just an anomaly? What What do you make of that?
3: Yeah, it was kind of a combination of lack of pressure, right, Um, and just some boneheaded mistakes on the back end. You know, Julian Blackman, he played money uh, against BYU, but it just didn't seem like they were as crisp in that first half, and they were letting things, uh, you know, pass completions that weren't there, uh, you know, for Zach Wilson against BYU. And, um, you know, there's going to be scheme issues at times, but you need people to – step up and make plays and where I've been somewhat concerned um you know I I I think Bradley and I is one of the most terrific pass rushers but you know against BYU he wasn't necessarily around as much Mika Tafua I think had a great game but we need more you know pressure on the quarterback to put him in bad positions and that's what you didn't really see in that first half against Northern Illinois that you saw in the third quarter against BYU and that's how your back end can be protected, right? You're, you have new guys settling in uh, at their positions, but yeah, you, need a, you need a better turnaround, and Utah needs to get you know, put more pressure on the QB. Uh, they didn't get enough in that first half, and that's kind of what I'm judging that game on. <laughs> Christian Cox with us, '975
1: and 12 of the zone. What do you think about Tyler Huntley? 14 and 19, 214 yards, had a score, had a little more opportunity this week than he did in the BYU game
3: yeah kind of interesting, but you know similar stats right sub twenty throws not throwing a ton in shotgun i mean under under center quite a bit in shotgun a little bit you know under, under shot under the center way more than i expected and um he, he, he played clean i think that's what Kyle wants him to do that's what Eddie Lugwood wants him to do uh Zach Moss is the premier player, and i guess i guess for me and this is what can be expected all season i I, again i keep pulling back to 2008 because that's when andy was the coordinator they're going to play a conservative control style ball and that's what utah's pretty much played for a long time right they tried to experiment with troy taylor and would you rather you know win games and control the game or would you rather step on the throat and be an offensive juggernaut and i think utah fans long and want to be the team of 2004 with the fiesta bowl and I just don't think that will that's Utah's, you know, uh, realm of possibility, right? That's just the offense that everyone's kind of measured everything against the last 15 years. Can we be as explosive and strong? And Utah's had glimpses of it, and uh, I think under the current regime, it's going to be control style, defense first, Zach Moss running, Tyler Huntley playmaking with his legs at times, but he's more of a thrower in the pocket. And uh, if he can continue to not turn the ball over and not get hurt, I think he can manage this offense well. And uh, watching the, the Texas you know, LSU game over the weekend as well was interesting because for how long have we watched LSU just be a team that just kind of plays not to lose and they'll pound the ball down your throat and the Leonard Fournette's of the world, the Darius Geisses of the world. But finally they played an offense that was, hey, we're going to take control. and We're, gonna, we're not just going to run for a minute. We're going to win. Uh, by scoring touchdowns, and Utah's trying to find its balance. I just don't think Utah's identity is something like that with the current O.C. and Andy Ludwig. I think they're going to play conservative and just control and get each win and move on to the next week. And as much as Utah fans want this explosive, explosive offense, uh, I just don't think it exists.
2: So, Christian, what's going to happen when the Utes face a team like Washington State? Or, you know, uh, some of the other passing teams around the league, are they going to be able to limit those kinds of offenses so that they don't have to score a bunch of points or the defense might contribute with a touchdown like they've been doing? But can they keep up? Can they limit them? And can that offense keep up with that kind of attack?
3: Yeah, I I think 100% they can keep up with it. I think last year's Washington State game was – You know Utah. If you remember the feeling of the game and measuring the game, Utah basically controlled the the entire game, and in the second half, just came up short. I think they only scored three points in the second half, and on in the fourth quarter, gave up that big eighty-yard bomb um, from Menshu on the sideline that really, you know, kind of put the stake in the heart of the Dracula. Right? Um, I think. I think Utah. I think they'll play conservative and play their style of ball and try to get their turnovers. And I just we we want Utah to be something they're not. They're a very high-powered defense, a very strong physical offensive line, and have one of the best running backs. And they're going to control the game on the ground. And where you'll run into trouble is if you are not converting in the red zone, if you're not converting on third down, and if you're not getting touchdowns and you're only getting field goals – You'll run into exactly what Stanford did on the road against SC. They were up 20 to 10. Uh, They never scored a point in the second half and lost, you know, from, you know, USC's freshman QB that had three touchdowns. So it really boils down to, you know, that's why we play the games in the conference. And I am stoked to see how Utah responds differently this year compared to previous years against Washington State, right? Against Washington. And uh, if Utah can show up and win those games, and if they do, there is no doubt that they deserve an opportunity to not only play in the Rose Bowl, but, you know, win uh, and play in a, a college football playoff, That also goes for their next challenge, which is in two weeks. You know, how well can they play against SC on the road, who now has found a very strong QB that's efficient, that's you know, only a freshman out of Arizona. So it's, the Pac-12, it's, it's only revving, revved up, and you know it's hard not to look past opponents but I'm already eyeing two weeks from now and Kyle's got to find his way to make sure his team is getting better every single week before they keep staring at the Trojans and the the Coliseum in two weeks from now
1: so expand on that a little bit uh, Christian uh, having played for coach Whittingham how does he approach these FCS games to do just that use it as as uh, another week to improve even though it's pretty much a guaranteed victory
3: Yeah, right. You know, you look at, you know, whether it was, you know, playing against a quality SUU team that came in and played them tough first game of the year. Weavers come down and played us tight. Uh, It's as much for the team to get good reps, the number ones, but it is as important for these kids that are on the the, the second and third uh, part in the depth chart, right? So young players can get game game, uh, experience that can help them later down the season. But you guys know Kyle. You guys know Kyle. You know probably better than I do. I mean, obviously we played for Kyle, but Kyle Whittingham is the most competitive, loyal, uh, strong-willed, um, no-nonsense person that demands the most from his team. And you know that as uh, as a player for him. You look at him; he's like the dad you're trying to win over. We're just trying to to win him over and, and get his good job. And uh, once you you know, are one of his people, he'll always have your back. And and this entire team for Utah, I think they have a special opportunity. And uh, I think this season could go down just like some of these others is special. But you have to play the games. You have to improve every single week. And uh, getting ready for Idaho State is an opportunity for them to try some new things out on offense. But, again, I think we forget Andy Ludwig is implementing his old offense – with newer schemes, with new players. It's a, it's a first-year offense for Tyler Huntley, but no better guy to, to be able to run it than than he and Zach Moss, so I think this is a great time for them to put up 60 points and
2: hold them to seven and really get ready for USC the, the following week. In that run-up to USC, any concerns about that offensive line, Christian?
3: No, it, you know, I've I've heard Gunther on a couple times. I've heard Hans and his you know the the breakdown of of the Hogs in the middle. I'm not I'm not worried about it because they have the bodies. They have some really obviously they're rotating a couple of guys, but I, I think they'll be able to control clock and they'll control line of scrimmage. It really comes down to I think Tyler Huntley. Can he stay healthy? And not make mistakes on the road against SC because uh, if I'm not mistaken, he he didn't play two years ago against SC. Um, I think Troy Williams was the player that they lost in double OT or in overtime or went for it for two at the end of the game. But it comes down to Huntley. And can they come up with big pass plays? Britton Covey was that guy with kickoff returns in the past or a big pass catch against SC on the road. It's who are these players, Uh, and I think they actually have them, uh, that can be special, but it really boils down to can Huntley open it up a little bit more on the road against SC? Because from the previous two games, and you know, maybe Andy Ludwig is a genius that he's playing conservative to open it up big time against SC. Because you know, the fact that Huntley's only thrown sub 20 times in two games, the first two, is, is very interesting to me.
1: Christian, thank you so much, as always. We appreciate you jumping on. Of course. See you, Jake. Bye, Gordon. See you. Thanks, Christian. Christian Cox, former Ute, former Patriot, Ute analyst for us here on the station for a long, long time. All around good dude. Yeah.
4: Yeah. A he's, fine clarinetist, uh, right, gentlemen?
2: He, right. Correct. He's yeah. not. He's not really concerned about Utah's offense. He thinks that they have the makings to uh, to win the Pac-12, uh, regardless of how it's done.
1: All right, we want to remind you to listen this Wednesday it's a Win Ticket Wednesday. Your opportunity to win tickets to Godsmack. Godsmack is hitting the road with special guests Hailstorm. Your chance to rock out with them live is Wednesday, October 9th at Usana Amphitheater. Tickets on sale now. Purchase your tickets at livenation.com. We're here at Diamond Airport Parking, Gordon, we're on the corner of Redwood Road and I-80. Come see us. They have terrific prices. Uh, they have uh, car to curb service, uh, free 20 seven airport shuttles incredible rates friendly staff free car washes complimentary bottled water it's the best parking rewards program in utah and right now they have the fall zone special going on mentioned you heard it right here on the big show in the zone and they're going to hook you up you have to have a three-day minimum stay but they're going to go ahead and uh, upgrade you uh, to one free day of valet or to the covered parking uh, here at Diamond Airport Parking. So they're taking care of our listeners. They want you to experience it, experience the difference. And, Gordon, I know you raised an eyebrow when uh, when Jared mentioned this. You can get uh, oil changes, your car detailed, or your windshield uh, repaired
2: while you're away. Yeah, I mean, if your car is just going to be sitting while you're traveling, why not get it taken care of? Diamond Airport parking right off of
1: Redwood Road and I-80. We have jazz gear for you. Come on by and see us. We'll have more straight ahead on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: This is DJ and PK. In college at San Diego State, a guy checks in. My neighbors, the U's, thought about naming their son after Marshall Falk. Thought about it? Why didn't they do it? You're, you're not catching on, Dave. What's their last name? You're just oh, so Oh, yeah, naive you're right. Here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I was going for Marshall U. No, no.
5: Oh, no. I got it now.
0: Sorry. My bad. <laughs> you are so freaking naive, Dave. This is why we love you. You're not exactly <laughs> a street <laughs> smart guy. Marshall U's not that bad. No, no, no. I think it's more the last name. No, you thing. really like the thunder and her, do you? Catch in. PK mornings from 6 till 10 presented by WCF insurance reminding you to be careful out there on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network
1: Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from Diamond Airport Parking. Stop by and see us right off I-80 on Redwood Road. Very easy to find. We also want to remind you about our friends at Syringa. Verizon and XO customers, if you were recently notified that some of your telecommunications services will no longer be supported, contact Syringa Networks, Utah's fastest growing premier telecommunications provider. They have a full range of services. Call today, 385-420-8221. That's 385 420 8221 Syringa Network. Gordon, every Monday at this time, we go through some of the highlights of what uh, Coach Sataki had to say uh, at his press conference down at BYU, especially coming off their big win over the Tennessee Volunteers. Shall we get started? Yes. Uh, let's start with uh, Coach Sataki's thoughts on defending the air raid and his familiarity with it.
4: I'm familiar with it because uh, we had that offense here when I was at BYU. A lot of the concepts, uh, a lot of the schemes, carry over from when I played here under Norm, Norm Chow and Laval Edwards. And so uh, you're looking at it; the concepts are still the same, execution, all that, it still matters. And so my first introduction is that I played under the system. The next thing is that defending it. Uh, there's a things. There's some ways you can you can uh, defend it, but there's also it's it's such an, a unique offense that there's a lot of different ways to attack it. But there's a lot of ways that they can counter as well. So it's going to be a good matchup. Looking forward to it.
2: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I know that you have had some issues with USC going to that kind of offensive scheme. But I'm telling you, it sure looked good against Stanford.
1: It did. They put up a ton of points. And, you know, we'll see how good Stanford ends up being. But USC certainly looked good in that game. And they looked good offensively. When you have those kinds of athletes...
2: And you find yourself a quarterback, look
1: out. I still say well, you'd be crazy to go away from a running offense when you get your choice of the best running back in the country each and every year. But what do I know?
2: Yeah, what do you know? You know, it's only where Marcus Allen played, you know. Yeah, but just because Marcus Allen played there doesn't mean there aren't other ways to approach football.
1: You know, you can land a player like Reggie Bush, but why would you want to run the ball? Did
2: you watch those receivers? Did they you, are very good. Uh, you have an 18-year-old quarterback who steps in and starts flinging the ball around the yard like that.
1: Uh, speaking of that quarterback, uh, here's what Coach Sataki thinks of uh, Slovis and the USC coaching staff.
4: Yeah, Slovis—he's an impressive kid. Good composure. Watched him last uh, on the film, and just—I uh, think he—he he has, yeah, he's poised and, and made some really tough throws and. Obviously was really effective, I think his 20 for 33 and 377 yards. So that, that's uh, he has some really good weapons around him, but I thought he showed some really good maturity and poise in the pocket and was able to throw the ball uh, with good timing. I think what they're doing is really effective. There's the reason why they're ranked and why there's a lot of excitement going on with them. And so we get them here at home. Just looking forward to matching up with them. Athletic, tough. I mean, their defense has got a, a tough front. And they're physical. So I, I'm really familiar with that staff and have a lot of good friends on that staff. I know what they're capable of doing. And they've done a great job developing and recruiting. And they have some really good weapons. And I'm excited to see our guys go against them.
2: Watching the way USC beat Stanford, I think it was a compliment to BYU that the line was like three or four.
1: Yeah, I think that's a compliment for sure.
2: yeah then and, and
1: USC squeaking into the top twenty five this year or this uh, this week in the AP poll and you know JT. Daniels was a guy who was getting better and when he got hurt, I mean, who was uh, who were we talked to last week that thought it was just a disaster? Yes uh, that Daniels got hurt and they're going to, with a freshman well. Uh, In Slovis' debut, he looked really, really good against Stanford. 28-33 for
2: 377 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Are you kidding me? Anybody who watched that game had to be impressed by that kid. How do you step in and play like that? Now,
1: his team definitely had the speed advantage, and it it looked like it. So they'll have the speed advantage over BYU, but I'm not so sure they're going to have the speed advantage over Utah. So it'll be interesting to see how both these teams play. Well, uh, Your boy but, Zane Anderson, one piece of news, he is moving back to the safety position in the defensive yes, backfield. So that, that is true. He'll have his hands full uh, well, this week.
2: Well, I mean, if the Utes are going to give up 202 yards passing in a, in a half, uh, they better tighten that up against the Trojans with the way – if this kid is for real, if this Slovis kid is for real, and it looks like he is. Uh, After one game. Yeah, but – I mean, it was just overwhelmingly impressive. You know, still one game. I know, I know. You never know for sure, but man, he looks good. And like you said, with those receivers, the more the more I watch great quarterbacks play, they lay the ball out there for their receivers to go get them. How many times do you see that in NFL games? Oh, all the time, over and over again. A trust. You're my receiver. Go get the freaking ball. And the defensive back has his right to the ball as well, but great receivers go get it. And so quarterbacks, you know, some of those passes could have been picked off, but he had such confidence that his receivers were going to go get it. I mean, you just keep flinging it. And that's why you have, you have 87% completion percentage, you know? I mean, that's its rather remarkable. And so – the Utes will have to watch for that, uh, and BYU will have to watch for it. And I'm not sure. I wonder, do you think that uh, Utah's coaches are cheating? Do I think they're cheating? How so? And looking ahead to SC already? Oh, yeah. For it's sure. all about Idaho State? No, this I think week. they're looking ahead. So they're taking the two weeks to prepare for the Trojan? I think
1: we'll see. Yes, I, I do. <laughs> I, I think we'll see uh, a lot of, you know. Well, I thought we saw this in the Northern Illinois game with Utah kind of trying some stuff out and trying to see what, what works and what doesn't and what fits. And they still stayed. You know, they didn't blitz a whole lot. It was fairly vanilla. And I think we'll see them hone their game plan for USC against Idaho State. I yeah, that's do. where
2: it gets real. Not only because of the particular opposition they're facing, but obviously it's a Pac-12 opener for the Utes. and so. But, but I, I think more highly of SC now after watching what they did against Stanford. I mean, Stanford was ranked 23rd. I mean, this isn't some slouchy team that they went out and outscored like 42-3 to down the stretch. Well, K.J. Costello was out for Stanford, but yeah. Well. You just love USC. You're just loving them up today. I was impressed by what I saw. Part of it was because you've been dogging that offensive scheme all along. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Well, they made you look foolish. One game. We, we're talking about one game. Okay. All
1: right. Just couldn't wait to jump right back on that USC bandwagon, could you? <laughs> I'm
2: not a, it's not just I'm, the Rams that you're jumping I'm, I'm on not, now, is it? I'm it's not a fan. the Rams and no. the
1: Trojans. It's
2: because of what I saw. All aboard. Did you watch the game? Did you see what they did? USC wins one game, and Gordon's like, they're back, baby. Well, it happens to be the team. Fight on. It happens to be the team that BYU and Utah are playing over the next two weeks. Here's uh, Kalani talking about what it would take to beat USC in Provo.
4: You know, I think that's awesome for for them to have them here and the opportunity that they're ranked and that we had to play them. I know that coaching staff, they're a great coaching staff and they've done an amazing job at developing their players. They'll have them ready. I think for me as a head coach is focusing on what we can do as a unit, as a team and make sure that we perform at our best. That's the key. I I don't think we've done it yet, you know, and so my job is to make sure that on Saturday afternoon that we play at our best and uh, we're getting better, but we'd like to, this would be a good time to play at our best in all three phases and and, uh, give our fans some remember
2: it's about time they start going up against the trojans playing on your home field i said all three phases I, i certainly the special teams played really well against tennessee
1: yeah and the other two did it i i come back to the defense getting those stops when they had to in the fourth quarter and I thought Micah Simon really emerged. I probably thought Zach Wilson uh, played well. Oh, Fanua. How about that? Yeah. Flipping over to defense turned uh, turned out to work out pretty well for him, didn't
2: it? He sat on that interception big time, didn't he? He did. And you mentioned Tyson Williams. I mean, that touchdown he scored to win the game. I, I'm not sure. I'm. I've, 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 we must have seen something like that at some point in the past but it looked like a rugby scrum and it looked like it looked like a cartoon one guy in there in the bottom not refusing to go down and you know maybe maybe he got some help from his offensive linemen you know holding him up or what by the way is that legal to, for the, to push him into the end zone? Or to hold him up so that he can't be tagged. See,
1: I don't know, because you remember when, uh, speaking of your beloved Trojans, remember when uh, Matt Leiner pushed Back Reggie into Bush the, into the yeah, end zone and uh-huh. that should have been a flag? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what the rule. Well, are.
2: all I know is there were about, well, everybody on the field was in one place. <laughs> and Tyson Williams just kept moving forward.
1: All right, uh, final clip uh, in this segment. We'll get the Not Sports Report coming up around the corner. But uh, Zach Daw threw the Tennessee quarterback, pulled his shoe off, and then threw it onto the sideline. I did see that. And here's what Kalani Satake had to say.
2: Lonnie, did you ask uh, Zach Dalbo possessed him to throw a shoe?
4: So he threw the shoe. We took him off the field because I, I, I didn't believe it at first. I thought it was a bird or something <laughs> flying through the air. <laughs> and then I, I saw it and, and uh, so we pulled him out because that's something I that that's I'd rather have my guys help him up than I don't expect him to tie the shoes for him but should at least give him the shoe. Him, and he <laughs> tossed it and uh, he came to the side and I was like well, what are you thinking? He goes, I, I don't know. I just, you know, he, he just had this adrenaline and so <laughs> just next time, just give the shoe to him, and yes. we'll be okay. But, <laughs> a little training involved. <laughs> yeah, it was an impressive throw. He should have thrown discus in high school.
2: You know, it
1: should have been a 15-yard penalty. In fact, BYU was pretty lucky it wasn't. Yeah, I suppose
2: so. Um, do you know Zach Daw? Have you talked with him at all?
1: I'm trying to think if we talked to him down at BYU
2: Media. He's, he, he's a fun guy. Yeah, he, he's a good guy. I mean, I, I don't know him real well, but I've talked with him enough to know that uh, he's kind of a fun-loving, easy-to-be-around kind of guy, and uh, I don't know what happened on that play, but he did wing that shoe a, a, a long way. Yeah, he threw he? it a long way. It just yeah. it should have been a penalty. So, Did you think the – how do you uh, – I know we don't – on this show, we don't key on the refereeing a whole lot. Did you think that that was fairly balanced? Yeah, I had no I yeah. had no issue with it do you think that when a team comes in and plays uh, a team from a different league an independent team should it be an independent crew that calls the game or do you think it's okay to have to have the league of one of the team's crew do it uh, I
1: see I'm torn on that issue because do I think that uh, referees do their job well no I don't so I think that they here's probably a, the, the have bigger,
5: biases. The bigger
2: question is, yeah, the bias question is the big. But that's part what of I'm that. saying. Because sometimes people make mistakes, but it doesn't matter where your crew is from. They're going to be human beings. They're going to make some mistakes. But if there is bias involved, then that's what you want to avoid.
1: If I thought the referees could do their jobs well, which one of their jobs is to to be unbiased. Win, well, that's, that's uh, a pretty a important part. Right. That, that, that is the key. So if if I believed that they were good at their job, I'd say it's it's nothing to worry about. But since I think that they're all on the take and really poor at
2: their job, <laughs> you think then, they're all, then wait, yes, wait, whoa, I think whoa, that, whoa. that, that Those are be. two different things. You're blurring the line there. Are they corrupt or are they incompetent? Both. You really believe that? See... <laughs> If that's true, then the whole game might as well go to hell.
1: How about uh, okay? How about this? How about you're getting paid by the SEC? So whether you know it or not, you're gonna you're gonna side on the side of the league that pays you that employs you.
2: So that should be avoided, then, should it not? I I don't I, care if you have to get a crew from you know uh, the uh, Mid Atlantic Conference. I think it should be
1: avoided. Yes, but if if refs were truly good at their jobs, then it wouldn't be necessary,
2: right? Well, yeah, but you've divided into two different things. One is being good at your job. The other is being corrupt. I, I just described how that corruption happens. Yeah. All right. Well, then, do you deny that that then, would be a thing? Then they should make that different. Then they should get different different crews in.
1: And then you know probably a sizable uh, portion of them also have you know thousands of dollars on the game.
2: <laughs> All right. Good. Uh. What? Where's the crew from that's going to be doing the USC BYU game? Uh, you know what? Pac-12? I'm not sure.
1: Probably. All right. Stay tuned. We're live from Diamond <laughs> Airport Parking. The Not Sports
2: Report is next. You just condemned an entire profession.
1: Yeah. Right. And you know I'm right too. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 12 into the zone. This
0: is Tony Parks and Austin Horton.
5: Tyson Williams is the face of the BYU offense. That's not a slight to Zach Wilson. I think he'll still have a great year, but that dude carrying the rock with some of the key grinding yards that he's able to get, that's a really big deal, man. I don't think Tyson Williams is Zach Moss by any means, but he's a dang good back to just have a guy be able to go out there and give you the yards you need time after time and be so steady in that way. What a great get for that program.
0: I thought in that game against Tennessee, the familiarity with playing in such big stadiums and big moments in front of hostile crowds, doesn't bother him. You can just kind of tell that he is an experienced, mature back who never really got the opportunity he deserved elsewhere, and now that he's with BYU, it's really starting to shine. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon, on 97.5, 1280 The Zone, in the Zone Sports Network. Check this out. And now, your not-sports report, on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network.
1: Big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's Monday. That means it's time to get a winner for the Chevy Strong Play of the Game. Be college 12 right now, 855-340-ZONE and correctly identify the Chevy Strong Play of the Game. Announced by DJ and PK this morning at 850 and you'll win a Zone prize back. This is Chevy Strong Play of the Game brought to you by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. We're live at uh, Diamond Airport Parking, we're going to talk to our friend Jared. Coming up here momentarily, but first, it is time for the Not Sports Report, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online, LHMUsedCars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? We're
2: going to Florence, Alabama. Lovely this time of year, right here. Uh, rather humid and hot. Uh huh. But Wilson High School in Florence. Alabama. The principal there has made a decision to remove the stall doors from uh, the boys' bathrooms. That and seems the reason, interesting. the reason, do we is, do we want to know the reason? <laughs> <laughs> well, the stated reason is to prevent vaping from oh, going yeah, on. It's a, it's a big deal these days in the stalls. However, there's a downside here. Who wants to uh, take care of their business with no st- with, uh, with a door open? No door? Uh, nobody, I don't think. I mean, it's, it's bad enough just sitting right next to somebody with a partition between you, right? That's bad enough because we've all been there, you know? That's bad enough. Take the door off? Who wants
1: to do that? Tell you, Gordon, you know, some vapor ruins it for the rest of the <laughs> honest kids.
2: Would you feel comfortable uh, being in an open-air stall like that with no door on it? Nope, not one bit. Well, what where have you had to go? Uh, go home, I guess. Wait, go home? Just leave? I don't know. They're, they're kind of making you, right? When well, you got to go, you got to go. <laughs> Take the door off. That ain't right. I well, need my privacy, that's all. That's all I'm asking for. Just a little privacy. Well, I just, Gordon. Maybe you shouldn't be vaping. <laughs> well, I'm not vaping. I've maybe. never vaped. And uh, the kids who are being persecuted here are aren't vapors. They're just humans. Will
1: Snowden will join the show coming up right <laughs> around the corner. But we're hanging out once again with our friend Jared from Diamond Airport par- uh, Parking, just off I-80 on Redwood Road and uh Jared let's talk about ballet a little bit because you really uh, uh well one you guys are the only ones that do it and two you're just making the experience so good for our listeners
5: we want to make uh parking for the airport as easy and painless as possible um that's our goal to make your travel experience the best that uh possibly can um our motto is uh every every good trip begins and ends with diamond um yeah, let us do the heavy lifting for you. Jared,
2: I bet you have uh, doors on your stalls, don't you, in your bathroom?
5: Yeah, we do. Um, that's just weird. <laughs>
2: <laughs> because
5: you just want your
2: customers to be comfortable,
5: right? Absolutely.
2: You know, need I didn't tie that in. Well, thank you. <laughs> I'm just joking around. But, man, I'll tell you, Jared, I have not been impressed coming out here on site, seeing your facility here, the way you do it, is convenient and safe and covered for people who want to bring their car out and have it in a safe spot and then have the convenience of just going straight to the airport, which is right around the corner here and you don't have to stop 15 times on your way in.
5: Absolutely. You know, uh, it, it's hard to entrust somebody with uh, probably the second most valuable thing you own and uh, we want to make sure that uh, we can build trust in our customers and uh, take care of your car for you and uh, have it ready for you. when get back. Now if they come in you want to, uh, if our listeners come in and mention the zone, you want to give them a little uh, upgrade. We do. We'd like to uh, just mention uh, the fall special and that you heard on the zone and uh, it'll be a free day of valet with a minimum of three day stay. Um, and if you'd like to upgrade to our covered uh, valet uh, we'll give you a 20% off of that. So
1: Awesome. Well, Jared, thank you so much for having us on. We'll catch you a little later on in the show. All right. thank you. It's Diamond Airport Parking uh, right off of I-80 on Redwood Road. Uh, have your trip begin and end with Diamond. They're the best in the biz. We'll have more of the big show. Will Snowden joins us next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: This is this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. This is what
2: you want. I don't think up on BYU's
5: locker room that they have. You guys are pooping. you
2: want to bet. They, I actually think that that's where Utah's had a, a good edge. Now I think that their talent yeah. is better, but they took that BYU media stuff and it was being played
5: in the locker room. Zach Wilson saying, "I'll go three and one against Utah." This is what Zach should have said: "I will win one game against the University of Utah before I go to the pros after my junior year." That's what he should have said. Wow! Wow! Well,
4: Jeez man! Go, go I, I don't know if that's any better. I don't it's think actually,
5: that's it's actually quite hey, worse. Hey, no, it's hey, better.
0: He's hey, going to beat the University of Utah. Do you smoke
2: funny cigarettes before you
4: come <laughs> <have been> here. <laughs>
0: Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three, presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 the Zone and the Zone Sports Network.